0: Welcome to Twisted News. I'm Androvich Gerald, and today we have two tragic murders that recently happened to people in the media world. But first up, we have a podcaster from Washington who was stalked and then tracked down by one of her creepy fans. Then we're checking out the Family Feud game show, which is all about bringing the fun. Only in this story, one of the contestants is now accused of killing his wife. Get rid of the scary mysteries, Twisted News. Number 1. Podcaster Murdered by Stalker In late 2021, Ramin Kodakaram Rezi, a long-haul truck driver from Texas in his late 30s, learned about 33-year-old Zore Sadegi from the Clubhouse app, which, if you remember, brought people from all walks of life into a virtual chat room so they could talk and conduct Q&A sessions. The two met in a group for Farsi speakers, the main language of Iran, most of the people in there were hunting for tech jobs and looking for tips and pointers to get in the industry. Zore wasn't exactly job hunting, though. She had facilitated the discussion on the app, as she was a software engineer and tech industry podcaster. The pair chatted in there for a bit, and after became friends online to the point, where they decided to actually meet in person in the summer of 2022. But sometimes it's best to keep things virtual. Because after they met, it seems like things may have gotten a little weird. So the friendship didn't blossom as Ramin may have liked. And as the records show, November 6th was when Zore first told him to stop messaging her. Apparently, the truck driver was contacting her way too much and then it turned into harassment when he started by continuously texting, messaging, and calling the podcaster using different numbers and accounts, so blocking him didn't actually work. In later reports, Zarae revealed that she received about 80 to 100 unwanted messages from Ramin in the span of just a few weeks. Then sometime in mid-December, Ramin wanted to apologize, and so he arrived unannounced at her residence in Redmond, Washington, which he shared with her husband, 35-year-old Mohamed Nasiri. He even brought flowers with her, which she rejected, and instead called the police, who came out and gave a stern warning. Zoray also reportedly shared with authorities that the friend-turned-stalker and also told her that when he arrived at her house... He would burn the house down by starting a fire on Zoré's favorite tree. The harassment like this went on for months, and in the requested order of protection found by the young couple, they detailed, particularly Zoré, just how Ramin stalking and obsession over her had caused her to have anxiety and panic attacks, and it also caused her to have trouble recovering from a surgery. They also shared how the stalker stated that he didn't have any plans to stop his harassment until he was dead. So the protection order was filed on the 3rd of March, and immediately authorities tried to serve it to Ramin. However, due to his job as a truck driver, he could easily evade the police as he traveled unsuspiciously from one place to another. Finally, though, a week after the protection order was filed, during the early morning of Friday, March 10th, Ramin broke into the family home where he shot everyone inside before turning the gun on himself. Aside from the couple, Zori's mother was also present during the time of the shooting. However, she managed to escape and get to the neighbor's house where she called 911. Upon arriving to the crime scene at around 1:45 a.m., police officers immediately saw the husband laying unconscious in the doorway. They managed to pull him out and tried to save his life by performing CPR. Sadly, though, he didn't make it, and neither did Zoray, who was found inside. Authorities revealed that the woman had requested that the no-contact order be made to last 99 years because they believed that Ramin would be relentless in his behavior, which he was. Redmond PD chief Daryl Lowe said in a press conference that they did not wish for people to have a false sense of security over a restraining order, though especially when the stalker is bent on causing harm to their victims, which, he added, is the worst possible outcome in a stalking case. It's possible things could have been prevented if only laws against stalking were stricter and more reliable. While a piece of paper, like the Order of Protection, may not necessarily act as some sort of shield to protect the victims, we should still remember the fact that the document itself is a testament that the person being issued the order is capable of harming someone. Even when the stalker isn't physically hurting the victim, they're still causing harm by making them feel anxious and scared by threatening their safety and peace of mind. Number two, bad family feud contestant. There's a grain of truth in every joke. While most of the time jokes are harmless, there are, of course, exceptions that can be horrific. In January of 2020, Timothy Blefnick, along with his parents and siblings, appeared on an episode of one of the greatest shows in television history, The Family Feud. If for some reason you don't know what that is, the game requires two teams, each one made up of a family, to provide top answers to questions asked in a survey of 100 in order to earn points and eventually play in a jackpot round. So, one of the questions asked by host Steve Harvey was, What's the biggest mistake you made at your wedding? Timothy's answer was, said I do. To which he prefaced with, Honey, I love you, but... As if to say, the answer to the question applied to himself. This response received an audible gasp from the audience, including the host and the rest of the family that were visibly in the shot. He immediately added, Not my mistake, not my mistake, I love my wife. Then, as if in direct response to Steve's unamused reaction, Timothy said, I'm going to get in trouble for that, aren't I? This answer, although controversial then and especially now, sat in the second spot with 20 survey points, following the top one, got sloshed, worth 30 points. This peculiar segment from this episode garnered renewed attention when on March 13th, the Quincy Police Department in Illinois released a statement during a press conference that 39-year-old Timothy had just been arrested for the murder of his estranged wife, 41-year-old Rebecca. Rebecca was not only a registered nurse, but also a certified trauma nurse specialist, as well as a sexual assault nurse examiner. According to reports, on February 23rd, a family member found the lifeless body of Rebecca with multiple gunshot wounds in the family home in Quincy after she had failed to pick up her three children from school. The couple, who has been together since 2009, has three children. However, in the last couple of years, they have been living separately and even filed restraining orders against one another. They were also going through divorce proceedings prior to Rebecca's murder. Tim's arrest quickly gained online traction, not only because of his Family Feud segment, but also because of how his appearance drastically changed from his clean and sharp look on the show to his now long-haired and bearded look in the mugshot. While the now-dubbed ominous statement he made on the show became viral now for the eerily suspicious foreshadowing of the murder case, Timothy's legal team said the statement shouldn't be considered an ominous joke or warning. But instead, look at the possibility that Rebecca's death was caused by a different suspect under different circumstances. Tim's lawyer, Casey Schnack, also insisted that her client didn't have a criminal history nor any arrest over domestic problems. Timothy, who worked as a manager in a recycling facility and a community theater actor prior to his arrest, is now charged with first-degree murder and one count of home invasion. What Timothy said on the family feud at the time was seen as either a dark joke or a solid answer, depending how you look at it. But given what's transpired, it looks like the former. Either way, we hope that justice will be served so the family of Rebecca, particularly her sons, can have the closure and healing that they need. So there were two of the most disturbing news stories that we have for you guys this week. If you enjoyed it, please check out more. And if you want even more cutting-edge creepy stuff from us, you got to check out our Patreon page. Over there we show more details than you can find here on YouTube, so it's worth checking out. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll see you guys soon.